Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Oh, look who decided to join us today on the show. It's Pat Oney. And miraculously, he is back, just as the CDC says, get your ass back to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The CDC changes its guidelines, and the vaxxed and unvaxxed are the same. <clears throat> Coincidence that Pat Oney is back right after that changes? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, you're just now saying that... that the unvaxxed and the vaxxed are no. now the same? No, no, I'm not saying that. That's the CDC. That's what I'm talking about. They're just now saying, they're, they're just now, they're just now figuring that out. That is correct. So welcome back, Pat. I'm glad you are feeling better. How's Mrs. Pat? She's actually, um, she's better, but not not where I am. Gotcha. So yeah, everybody reacts differently. Mm-hmm. And um, it turns out that you need to make individual decisions, as the CDC has finally noted. So uh, we're, we're all glad that you are back, uh, that you're safe and on the mend. Uh, we appreciate all the thoughts and prayers that everybody uh, sent your way. Yeah, and, and Mrs. Pat's way. We really do appreciate it a lot. Though I will say this, not the sickest I have ever been. Not the sickest our society has ever been. Oh, wait. We're about to get into that in a little (laughs) bit here because we've got some good old-fashioned mockery, ridicule, and scorn coming your way today on Critical Thinking. I can't think of a better way to to reintroduce Pat back into the wild of critical thinking than uh, um, it's football season, right, Pat? Well, I mean, I I guess. I mean, it's preseason. Right, the the first round of NFL preseason games happened last weekend. Um, 
and my Packers did not look great, grand, wonderful. Let's just say that. Um, but Jordan it is Love preseason. Hmm? Jordan Love looked pretty good. Mm. Meh. Eh. For me. Meh. He made some god-awful decisions with the football. Um, and, yeah. He's got some talent. My problem is that at this point in time in his career, right, we're entering, what, year three? Three or four for him, yeah. At, at this stage of his career, I should see more progress. I should see confidence that, it, or, or in the words of our former coach, confidence that um, Jordan Love is got it, right? He's got it. I, this stage of the career of Aaron Rodgers, right? We were still wondering if he could be the man, right? But we knew he had the talent. We knew that it was there. We He had that it factor. You could see it when he was playing in preseason games. You could see that he had something at least looking like a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't know if you do that with Jordan Love right now. He made some awful decisions. And then you watch Danny Etling come in later on in the game. Both teams were kind of playing this similar... Um, you know, sets of players when both uh, quarterbacks were out there and Etling looked better. Etling looked like a confident quarterback and a competent quarterback. So the question is, is do you end up having to draft a new quarterback at the end of the year? I don't know. Um, I, my guess is that I would. And I don't ever have a problem with investing in the quarterback position. Um, whether that's the first round or the last round. Because you never know when you're going to hit the right note, right? And with Aaron Rodgers' career being what it is, he's probably got another couple of years left, if not maybe just this year. So you do have to think about that. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with stockpiling some talent back there and making them earn the position. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I think you got to cut your losses with Jordan Love if he cannot show improvement in week two here. Um, but we'll see what goes on. Uh, Zach Wilson, the big injury news there. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Jimmy G will uh, find himself in, in a new home, depending on how severe that scope is and and what they believe was actually uh, done to Zach Wilson's knee. Um, that changes the game for the Jets. Um, other than that, not a whole lot of big injury news in the NFL. But Pat, um, breaking news. Do you know who this is? Do you know who this is, Pat? Yeah, if that's you're not right watching simple. on a Rumble page, um, there's a, uh, a meme up right now. Do not claim to be a football fan if you don't know who this is. And it's a picture of somebody from the, looks like the 80s, maybe early 90s, Pat. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's like late 80s. That's, uh, that's Ray Finkel. That's the kicker for the Miami Dolphins. Who? Ray Finkel. Um. What? You know, laces out, Ray. No, no, no. Isn't that Lois Einhorn? No, that's Ray Finkel. No, you misogynistic bigot. What are you talking about? That's Ray Finkel. That is Einhorn. No, that, that is Ace Ventura Pet Detective's favorite individual, Lois Einhorn. No, that is that is that is Ray Finkel from Ace Ventura's Pet Detective. No, no, Finkel is Einhorn. 
and Einhorn, Einhorn is, Finkel. is Finkel. Right, right. So I, I have another question for you, Pat. Uh-huh. If they were to remake Ace Ventura Pet Detective today, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. would Ace Ventura be the hero or the zero? After all, Einhorn is trans. Therefore, automatic hero. Just think of how different that movie would be in today's no, world. No, no, you can't. You can't make Lois Einhorn a hero because she's. Excuse me, because he's trans. You can't. No, Ray Finkel, Lois. No, 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 no. The the dude killed another guy in the movie. Um, you can't do that. There's no way you can make a murderer a hero. O.J. Simpson? I, I, I would argue that O.J. is not a hero. <laughs> right. I would argue the same thing, but a lot of people see it that way. How? Sadly. How? Because he was the, how one of the greatest possibly? running backs of all time. They can so? overlook anything. But I have, I, I seriously, think about this, Pat. Mm-hmm. Was Lois Einhorn the first big-time trans character in modern cinematic history. Name another character from the 90s that was trans. I don't know if I can. Uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm not saying that because there isn't necessarily any, but I'm saying that because I personally can't think of one. Um, I, I don't know that there is one. I no, really don't. Of all, would they even bother to make Ace Ventura a pet detective today? Oh, the, the the jokes in that movie, I think, would be too offensive alone. I know the the hemorrhoid joke, the mm-hmm. the crying game in the shower after learning that uh, they that uh, Ace Ventura kissed a man. Can't yeah, do that. Yeah. And for and furthermore. Of course it's bigoted. You cannot have a trans individual be anything but a hero. Oh, you know how we could do this, Pat? Well, how? How? I need a hero. Oh, the old 80s song? Yeah, that's how you flip the script in this movie, right? The, The montage in the movie becomes Lois Einhorn becoming the hero. But I'm but no no, uh, dude. Quit going down this road of Lois Einhorn being a hero. Ray Finkel, All Lois trans Einhorn people are is heroes, hero. Pat. Don't do you not know that they are not. They are not. No, he is not a hero. He killed a dude. He stole a dolphin. Right, but it's he very simple. You, Marino, you, you think cinematically, right? That right. That this is the case, only to find out all along. That Ace Ventura has been attempting to frame Lois Einhorn because Ace Ventura is an absolute bigot against the trans community and planted all of the evidence, actually stole the dolphin, actually stole the dolphin and framed Lois Einhorn for it. How? You, you, You had Ray Finkel admitting it at the end of the movie. 
um, you just change the ending to the movie to where the big reveal at the end of the movie isn't that Finkel is Einhorn and Einhorn is Finkel for everybody else, right? The the reveal at the end of the movie is that Ace Ventura is a bigot who planted all of the evidence, and then we don't even have the the admission of guilt. So so you're saying you're saying to me right now that we need to rewrite the ending of Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Well, that, I'm glad, that is I'm your glad you brought right that up, Pat. I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I have, and hear me out on this, I have proof, I have proof that we should be doing that. How do you have proof that we should be doing that? <clears throat> Twittersphere blows up over Shakespearean theaters take on Joan of Arc. That's right, Pat. The famed Globe Theater in London, right? Shakespeare's mm-hmm. Globe Theater. Um, mm-hmm. I've been there. I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever been to London, but I, I haven't been to London, so no. Yeah, I have. I have seen it. It is a really cool theater, like old school, old school. It's just really cool to see. Uh, but Pat, Joan of Arc, one of the mm-hmm. greatest female figures in in history, right? I, I put her maybe top ten. Yeah, if not top um, five, maybe on the Mount Rushmore of greatest female figures um, in terms of power in history. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> according to a new play, I Joan. What Joan of Arc is a tranny. That's right. They use they them pronouns, right? She uses they, them. Wait, what? Um, yes, Padoni. So wait, your, 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 your big idea is to take one of the most. No, no, no. It's not my idea. I, I, okay. Excuse me. Their idea mm-hmm. is to, um, Take one of the most, perhaps, influential female figures in history and make them non-binary. Doesn't that take away from um, women's history and women empowerment? I mean, is there nothing more misogynistic than taking an actual female and making them into a man or <clears throat> of them or they. So. Oh, just wait. Because <clears throat> the Globe shared a statement on identity from the theater's oh, artistic director, Michelle Terry, who argued uh-huh. that Joan of Arc has been presented in the, in um, the, they, them way in the past. But also said, quote, regardless, theaters do not deal with historical reality. Theaters produce plays, and in plays, anything can be possible. Terry goes on to say that even William Shakespeare had not written historically accurate plays, claiming that the role of the theater was to push boundaries and ask, imagine if. History has provided countless and wonderful examples of Joan portrayed as a woman, this production is simply offering the possibility of another point of view. 
What what point of view exactly is that? That apparently Lady looks like a dude? Well, I mean, she kind of did. How do you know that? Well, just, I mean, in, in rough images of paintings, whatnot. Hmm. Of what she probably looked like back in those days, but do we know for sure? No. I mean, and can we confirm that? Not really. She was sort of burned at the stake. Now, queer gender theory, all that bullcrap that has gone through academia, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Globe Theater is not done with uh, queerifying, if you will, um, society in uh-huh. history. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, Pat, that Elizabeth I was a female who liked dudes, right? Pretty sure on that. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Well, <clears throat> just wait for this. Queen Elizabeth I. I don't even know if I can say this. Was probably non-binary according according to the theater. Who wants to lecture us on you need don't need to know about history. They're they're trying to tell us that that we 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 must now accept that Elizabeth the first was non-binary. Not that they're gonna make her a they them in the in the theater, but that in history, she was non-binary. What proof do they have that she was non-binary is my question. Secondly, do they not know their history when it comes to Elizabeth I? Now, I don't believe she ever actually married. Well, according to the Telegraph, <clears throat> I know I have the body, but of a weak and feeble woman, Elizabeth I once said to, a ra- uh, to rally her troops to face the Spanish Armada. But I have the heart and stomach of a king. And apparently that means she was a non-binary person too. According to academics working for Shakespeare's Globe, there you have it. Shakespeare's Globe Theater, the academics working there, who have cast doubt on the gender identity of one of England's greatest queens. Elizabeth I has been presented as possibly non-binary in an essay published by the theater which refers to the female monarch with the gender-neutral they-them pronouns. Do they not understand metaphor? Allegory? Symbolism? Also, sub-question here, Pat. If this is the case, right... Mm-hmm. Has Dominic Izzo been right about Michelle Obama all along? Oh, I see what you're doing there. Um, I mean, I just there, saying. there has been speculation. Now, hopefully, you are getting the sarcasm the mockery, the ridicule, and here comes the scorn. This is insane. We know that. 
but the scorn, right? I want to be careful what I say here. I really do. Really do. But you bastardize William Shakespeare's theater like this. Good old Billy would be rolling around in his grave. Now, is it true that men played women's parts in these in these uh, theater productions? Absolutely, but that was they the had to. that was the not just custom of the time. That was the law of the time. Women were not allowed to play on the stage. Women were not part of that in English or most Western society at that point in time. Have Have you seen the movie uh, Shakespeare in Love? Uh, really long time ago. So it's, it's, it's Ray Fiennes or no, no, not Ray Fiennes. It's It's the younger, uh, uh, I can't remember his first name, but it's one of the Fiennes brothers. And, and then it's, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and it actually depicts this. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so because she becomes an, uh, an actress, but she dresses up like a man to, to do that. Correct. So. And it actually it addresses this issue of the time that women could not play in the theater. It was illegal. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. It would have been quite the scandal. Absolutely. But but the thing that I can't stand with this is that they want us to believe. Not in reality, but in make-believe as reality. And I'm not talking about the, the trans community of today. Although I can make the argument that that is what you are asking us to do. Is to eschew reality, truth, biology, for completely made-up stuff because you feel some way because you don't <clears throat> conform to the norms that you deserve special treatment everything is trans now everything is trans everything is trans today no And this is part of what I am going to be talking about on Reviving Liberty. I'm going to drop an episode on Tuesday and Thursday this week. I didn't get a chance to get to it last week um, just because I'm taking on double duty um, in the uh, real-life real estate world and some other things going on. Um, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that um, I have to shift some things around. But the coming episode here, Pat, is about playing offense. Okay, we've we've talked about a whole bunch of things about internal stuff. And part of playing offense is just saying no. 
If you want to live in that fantasy world, go for it. That is a you thing, right? You want to live in that spirit of the age darkness. Have at it, Hoss. But no, I am not going to... I am not going to eschew objective, known reality, truth, for your subjective versions of reality. I'm not doing it. It's just that simple. Will I disrespect you? No. I will not be somebody who will treat you differently than everybody else when I'm interacting you with you in person. But I will not, at a societal level, I will not allow your subjective reality to become objective reality because it can't be. You are trying to tell us that we cannot use objective truth and reality anymore. And it's part of the chaos, right? And I talk about this. We have to use power under control. We have to use meekness as we play offense. And part of playing offense is you don't get to dictate the terms of reality. Reality is reality. Reality is truth. Reality is objective. It is not subjective. Subjective, uh, excuse me, subjective reality, Pat, is what? Your feelings. And here's the rub. Ben Shapiro almost got it right. Facts don't care about your feelings, right? It's not facts don't care about your feelings because facts can change based off of knowledge, right? Facts in the, the 1300s would have been that the earth is flat. Facts come the 1500s. The earth is round. It's not facts. It's truth doesn't care about your feelings. We have to care more about the truth today. If you care about saving liberty, if you care about getting away from this chaos, this insanity of the spirit of the age, this idea that, oh, we just get to do whatever the hell we want to do to history and historical figures. To serve what end? What end does turning Joan of Arc and Elizabeth I non-binary serve? What end? The only end it serves is to attempt to force down the throat of everybody else your wish, your subjective version of reality, right? Am I missing something here, Pat? Nope, not at all. So truth doesn't care about your feelings. And if you stand in truth and stand... No cowering, because I also ask this question on, on the podcast, and, and um, I don't want to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but I'm going to ask you this, Pat, and, and get your opinion on it. 
Is it those of us who want to stand for liberty or those of us who are team spirit of the age? Which one of us is cowering in fear of the other today? Ooh, uh, that is a great question. I think I could almost argue this either way. Um, but right now, I, I would definitely, I think I'm going to go down the road of the spirit of the age is cowering. How and why? Um, well, I guess the way I'm looking at this is, those of us that the, those of us that are few, the uh, the merry few, I should I should say, if you see what I did there, um, that are not part of the spirit of the age, that are standing up against the spirit of the age. Those people, and and I would throw us in there as well. We're not cowards. Mm. We're not doing things that are cowardly. We are standing against that. And, and, and oftentimes, you know, we, we stand alone. Mm. That is not something that is cowardly. Mm. That is actually very courageous. How many people in the spirit of the age do you see doing that? Standing alone. But does standing alone mean power? Does it mean righteousness? No. No, okay. it doesn't. It, but so, it, so that's a different question. Right. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Who's fearing losing their job? Who's fearing losing their social media following? Who's fearing the wrath of society? I would it's not those of us who are standing up, right? Right, right. However, here's my argument, Pat. Hmm. How many of the GOP team, how many of the Ultra MAGA team, how many of Team Sanity are unwilling to take that stand because they're cowering, not being cowards, they're cowering in the fear of the power vis-a-vis -vis the institutions the team spirit of the age has. How many Too of many. them don't Too stand many. up to all the the ESG crap, the the DEI roles, and um, all of the woke corporate training, all of the things that go on? How many of them are standing up and saying, you know what, I also would like to start a Bible study at work? How many of them shut up, do their job, take a paycheck? And go about their lives in fear that if they did speak, they would lose a job. They would do this or this would happen to them on a societal level. How many of them? How many of them are afraid of team spirit of the age versus team truth, if you will? Who's running the show right now? Argumentably, the, the spirit of the age. 
100%. They run every single institution that you can think of. Entertainment. Yeah. Sports. Um, government. Culture on any level. Academia. Name an institution of our society that they don't firmly, fully, absolutely control. How do we get the FBI raid that happened last week, right? How do we get the right. things that went on? That's true. I, I think, I, I guess my thing is, I think the, the, the better question to have asked here would have been, is it's not the people that are standing up against the spirit of the age that are a problem. It is the people that are in between the spirit of the age and where we are that are afraid and or apathetic to the spirit of the age. And my point is, in that conversation, it's not about standing up all the time. It's not about all of those things. It is simply about recognizing who's got the power. And if you want to change, if you are sick and tired of that, if you are sick and tired of the spirit of the age causing chaos, the insanity, driving us down the road of socialism, authoritarianism, whatever ism you want to use and label it as. Away from liberty? If you actually believe that liberty is the, the institution that we should be upholding, why are you not standing up? That's my, th that's my thing. You're not standing up because you're afraid. You're afraid of the power and what they're going to attempt to do to you on an individual and on a broader level. But if you did take that stand, what who stands with you? All of us. They can't fire us all, folks. Are you going to have a little bit of a scary time in front of you temporarily? Sure. But here's the rub. Right now, there, there's so few unemployment numbers, right? The unemployment number is so few. Jobs are so plentiful. You could find one the very next hour. Is your job worth your liberty? That's ultimately what we're asking here. You're not willing to stand up for liberty. You won't have a job in a year because they're just going to keep marching through until Team Chaos wins all the time. This isn't about politics. This is about worldview. And their worldview is chaos. They're just going to continue to sow that chaos. And so right now when we talk about power, when we talk about playing offense, who's doing it? It ain't Team Liberty. Not playing offense at all. We're playing defense oftentimes. How do we defend liberty? It's not about defending liberty. It's about being confrontational about liberty. It's about confronting the spirit of the age. It's about these things. And too often, and I use the example in the show about the Stamp Act of 1765. People talk about we need a spirit of 76. No, we don't. We need the spirit of 65. And what do I mean by that, Pat? I simply mean this. The people who 
attempted to collect those taxes. We're the ones cowering in fear, getting back on a boat and getting their happy ass out of America. They wouldn't dare do it. They wouldn't dare to attempt to collect it amongst all 13 colonies for fear of what would happen if they attempted it. And I'm not calling for violence or anything like that. But they need to know the power of the righteous cause of liberty. They need to fear that if they attempted to take our liberty, there would be hell to pay for doing so. Now they can take any liberty at any point in time and do whatever the hell they think they want to do in the name of, of wokeism, in the name of you know trans everything, right? Everything is trans. Everything is trans today, right? They can do that because we let that happen. We do. If you just simply take a stand, if you say no more, you know, I talk about Gandalf, right? The famous scene in Lord of the Rings, in the movies and in the book. You shall not pass. What does that mean? It means you have no dominion here. You get to not cross this line ever again. But we're the ones sitting there, oh, please, please, please don't cancel my job. Please don't cancel this. Please let me have my social media. That's where we're at today. We're the ones who wouldn't dare cross the line, by and large. Now, were, were the Sons of Liberty the, the, the mob of the majority of the people? No, they were not. But they were the people who wielded power with a righteous indignation, with a righteous cause in front of them. We need that spirit of 65 in us. We need that. Otherwise, all of us will be subjugated. All of us will have no liberty left. No property. You think for one freaking second that the government won't partner with BlackRock, won't partner with Bill Gates, won't partner with these big-time corporations who are buying up blocks, who are buying up neighborhoods, who are buying up almost entire towns? You just subjugated yourself for a dollar. You just subjugated yourself for fear. Because now you don't own anything. Now you are a renter. Now you must pay somebody else to live somewhere. Congratulations. We're the ones cowering in fear. By and large. The team chaos is one. That's how you get these types of things. You think for one second the globe would dare to do that if they didn't know that they were going to have the backing? Right? You think for one second they would go down the, the Joan of Arc, Elizabeth I, every female character in history is trans? Are we to suggest, Pat, that, that the female is so weak, right? That's what they're subjecting us to. The, the female is so weak that if, that if a female becomes powerful, wields power, has power in society, that they're not female, actually? 
that that there's something different about them and they must therefore be a they them they must have been non-binary why we're so weak that we're going to sit there and take that we've been so beaten down that we're not even willing to stand and say oh hell no to the point where if they thought about putting that article out, if they thought about putting that paper out, there would have been hell to pay. What hell are they paying right now? None. People will go buy the tickets to the Globe Theater. In fact, they'll probably go buy iJone and then celebrate it. But what the hell? And with that, Pat, I think it is time for us to play the B or not the B. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Lay that headline on me at least one, maybe two times. All righty, then. AOC says it's dumb for Republicans to call U.S. a banana republic since it's more like forever 21. AOC <laughs> says it's dumb for Republicans to call U.S. a banana republic since it's more like forever 21. Is this the B or not the B that is the question while you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks? Don't support businesses or entities of any kind that insult you. Don't mm -hmm. do it. Support those that are small, local, and give back to their community and try to stand for something good. Therefore, GoodWarAmericanPrideRoasters.com. They make great coffee. They're a small local business. They've been through some hard times recently, but they are slowly getting back on their feet. They've got all sorts of great flavors over there. Um, what what uh, flavor, pray tell, are you, do you have in your cup this morning there, uh, Andrew Coppins? Got a little bit of the at the mic. At the mic, all right. A little macadamia so, nut, uh, the Keith Malinick, uh, um one, uh, which, by the way, we got to get him on the show soon. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've been we we've been uh, slacking on getting him on the show, but yep, yep, yep. Um, but you know they've got other flavors over there too, such as the Burl Hamilton. They've got the George Washington, the Benjamin Franklin, all sorts of great stuff over there. And if you're into the whole coffee drop scene, they've got those for you too. All you need to do is go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That is AmericanPrideRoasters.com. <clears throat> AOC says it's done for Republicans to call U.S. a banana republic since it's more like forever 21. Is this <clears throat> the B or not the B? That is the question. Andrew Coppins, you're, <laughs> you're all right over there. <laughs> yeah, I just got, just got uh, crap in my throat. Oh, you got you still uh, trying to get rid of the, the remaining Rona? Uh, the remaining remnants, yes. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I hear your pain. Um, I think I had a cough for about a month after that. Um, you know, it was just a cough. It was not anything bad. But um, to your point, um, for me, myself, and I, I believe this has got to be the Babylon Bee. I mean, I know you're just easing yourself back into society, Pat, after, uh, you know, quarantining uh, for a, a week and all. But this is just, this is just... This is like U20 World Cup women's soccer level of uh, 
Easy. This is like putting Madden on like freshman mode. Dude, are you sure? Because I've seen you blow what you thought was a sure thing before. Have you been talking to my wife? <laughs> no, anyway, but um, <laughs> on that note, um, yes, this is definitely something I'm sure of. This is definitely the Babylon Bee. You would be correct. This is the Babylon Bee. Rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez disputed claims of Republicans who claim U.S. has devolved into a banana republic following the raid of former President Trump's Florida residents saying that America is more like Forever 21. Have any of these Republicans even seen a even been to Banana Republic? Their clothing is upscale, far out of price for most American citizens. Banana Republic is an elitist. It represents 1%, explained the Congresswoman. On the other hand, Forever 21 is trendy, fashion, low prices. That's the American dream I believe in. Buy it now or it's gone. America is not a banana republic, she shouted defiantly in front of the Capitol building. She then tore part of her $180 Ramey Islet blouse, one of three she owns. When fellow U.S. representatives and journalists attempted to explain that a banana republic refers to a politically unstable country dependent on the export of natural resources, she accused them of mansplaining. You don't get to mansplain, AOC told Rep. Elise Stefanik. I can help eat your lack of taste, and you don't, and you don't that you don't shop at Forever Twenty One. Uh, Stefanik was reportedly offended by the remark and admitted that her outfit was from J.C. Penney's summer collection. She left in shame. At publishing time, AOC appeared to, on the cover of Vogue magazine modeling f- f- some mom jeans. Her butler picked up at Forever 21. Hmm. Do you know what's sad? She would say something like that. Yeah. Also a good reason to never shop at Forever 21. But hey. Um, right. Just saying. All right. So, Pat, um, we don't have a whole heck of a lot more, but I, I feel like you need to see this because I saw this over the, the weekend and and I cannot okay. think of a better way to to end a Monday in which we've had mockery, ridicule and scorn than with some more mockery. Are you ready? OK. All right. And then we'll get your reaction. Good morning. I'm here to give you an update on the FBI's investigation of Secretary Clinton. What I want to do is tell you what we're recommending. But first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains are top secret. 36 of those chains are secret. And eight contain confidential information. What difference at this point does it make? Everything I did was admitted. There was no law, no regulation. Secretary Clinton should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. None of these emails should have been on any kind of unclassified system, not even Gmail. But first of all, nothing was marked classified. To the contrary. Nothing was marked classified. There is evidence that nothing was marked classified. Nothing was marked classified. 
classified. Now let me tell you what we found. I got 110 emails. It was not the best choice. 52 email chains. It was the mistake. <laughs> Is that not the greatest mashup of all time, Pat? <laughs> Just to remind you of the chaos and insanity that we lived through. <clears throat> She literally got away with lying to the FBI, lying to the American public. Lie, 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 lie. The FBI director gets up and says, all of this was a lie. Is she in prison? Did she pay a fine? Did she do any time? Nope. No, no. Because everything is trans. Everything is trans today. So, yeah, so, so, so they, the, the, uh, they can now trans blame, too. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> that reminds me of the uh, political cartoon I actually sent you uh, over the weekend as well um, in regards to uh, Merrick Garland saying that we apply the law evenly without fear or favor. And then you've got, you know, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, Hunter and Joe Biden, Paul Jr., all guys that have done some very shady illegal things yeah while you were gone uh and hiding last week so was paul jr by the way hiding on the uh plane of the speaker of the house hiding Mm -hmm. in the background uh all of the uh semiconductor and you know all of those meetings that uh nancy pelosi had last week right right right. No, no impropriety or or anything there um he doesn't own like $700,000 worth of stock in a Chinese technology company or anything that would have benefited from the 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 semiconductor business of Taiwan. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. We're, we're we're not supposed to believe that. Besides, what's $700,000 amongst friends, right, Pat? Right, right. Um also <clears throat> um not coincidentally, but coincidentally, um, the 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 FBI believes that um, if you dare question their raid on Donald Trump, you're a domestic terrorist. Uh, that, that that's been fun. Now, I will say this, and I'm going to end this this show with this statement, and it is something that I talk about in more depth again on this week's Reviving Liberty episode. Because I talked about standing up, standing up and saying no more and not accepting, right? Just no. Guess what? No. Nope. I'm not living my life like that. You have no dominion over here. What it also means is we, as people standing up, have to be smart. We have to be smarter than our enemy. Because what does our enemy want? It wants chaos. It wants insurrection. It wants it. It wants to feed that monster, right? So you can't give in to it. That means no violence. That means you have to be smart about who you talk with and what you're talking about. There are people who will sit there and listen to you talk about liberty, talk about principles, right? Talk about natural rights, talk about blah, 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 blah. Who will then turn you in and they will be family. They will be people you've known for 20, 30 years. We see it all throughout history, folks. 
We can go to, to Nazi Germany and the Jews who did what to other Jews, right? All in the hopes of saving themselves for that spirit of the age bullshit. Right? Well, if I if I'm on the side of the Nazi and I'm a Jew, right? And I'm informing on my own tribe, if you will, right? If I do that, gotcha. Never mind watching what's going on with Gretchen Whitmer's the the trial up in up in uh Michigan, right? It is literally a living example of why you can't be that dumb. If you don't know somebody, if you don't know where they stand, just don't talk politics, okay? Be smart. If you know somebody is in a like-minded situation, form a fellowship, right? Form fellowships. But did you see the Sons of Liberty going to the Tories? No, you didn't. You have to be smart. You cannot be violent. You have to have meekness. You have to have power under control. And part of power under control is, one, not being violent, and two, knowing who, what, where, when, why, and how you speak. You have to be smarter, not just than the average bear, but you have to be smarter than the spirit of the age. You have to. Again, look at what's going on with the FBI informant case in Michigan. Look it up. Follow it. Go look at Julie Kelly on Twitter. She is doing great work there. To understand what it looks like for the FBI to take your passion and your, your verver for freedom and liberty and flip it on its head to make you into a violent extremist. Even if, because all the difference between firm, between meekness and weakness is simply this, taking passion over the edge. Be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547 and your final thoughts back. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.